left off. Good morning, good chaydush, everyone. We left off yesterday in the bottom of the fourth chapter in Gitin, the bottom of page 33b, second line from the bottom. So we said the halacha is, Rabbi said in the name of Nachman, the halacha follows the Rebbe in both of these arguments in Rebbe and Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel, his father, or his great-grandfather. And, um, and that, that, that even though Rabbi Gamaliel made an enactment, Gamaliel made an enactment that, that you're not allowed to, the husband is not allowed to nullify the get or nullify the mission in, before a bezdin. It has to be done directly to the agent or to the wife, so there shouldn't be any uh, confusion later. Um, they won't know about it, and she's going to remarry, and it's going to lead to a disaster, or it's just going to make her miserable. She's just going to extend her her being chained up. You know, it's very easy for him. He doesn't have to do anything. Just to go call three Jews and say, I cancel it. It's very easy. If you tell him that he has to go running uh, in person, okay, he really hates his wife, but not to the extent that he has to bother himself. Then <laughs> we'll go running and chasing, so then let her go. But what if he goes ahead and does it anyway? That was the argument. Rabbi says, what's done is done. Biblically, it's good. No, the rabbis made an enactment that has to have teeth. And the rabbis have the power. You know, how could the rabbis uproot a marriage? So he said the rabbis, because the whole marriage was based on, on the condition that the rabbis, based on the Kedas Moshe Yisrael. That means, on the, on the, according to the, it's going to be consistent with the rabbis. If the rabbis don't like it, they, they nullify the, the marriage from, originally it was never a marriage. So, so the law follows, he says, Rebbe, in this case as well. The law follows Rebbe. So he says, Frimora asks, for Lesler of Nachman, Makoyer Bezden Yofa. And Rebbe says, no, it does work. So Rabbi Nachman doesn't hold the Makoyer Bezden Yofa, that there is, there is Rabbi Gamliel, Shem Gamliel is arguing. You have, to, you have to back up what the rabbis say, you have to put teeth to it, otherwise it's meaningless. We see that Nachman does take that into consideration. Nachman said his name is Shmuel. We continue on 34a. Orphans who are coming to divide the estates. The late father. The Bezin appoints a guardian, a trustee, who chooses for them a favorable, a favorable portion. The court appoints a trustee for each child separately. So each one will look out for the best interest of that child. They're children, they're minors. So the, uh, the, the, the uh, trustees will look out for the interest of each child that they represent. The orphans reach adulthood. They can protest. And they don't like the deal that the guardians made. We, we're not, you represent us. You thought it was in our best interest. We don't think so. That's what Rab Nachman said in the name of Shmuel. But Rab Nachman himself argues. Rab Nachman they are, no, he deal any They can't protest. Why? Then you're making, you're cheapening the whole, what, what is Bezin, what's the enactment of Bezin? It has no force, it has no teeth. They made a whole enactment, and then at the end of the day, you undo the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So you see, Rav Nachman takes that into consideration. How could Rav Nachman say the full law follows Rebbe? You should say the law follows Rav Nachman 
the court makes an enactment, you have to ask, you have to be backed up. Mm-hmm. Has to have some teeth. The Gemara answers makes a distinction. Hasam there mamayna. When it comes to financial things, yes, then the Nachman holds that you have to enforce the, the Bezin says something, it's done, it's set. And when it comes to Israel, it comes to prohibition, it comes to get, there you can't play games. Biblically, it's a good get. What are you going to say? The rabbis are going to undo the whole marriage. I mean, that's extreme measure. Duli Barari Loi. Gidel Bariloi, the son of Eloi, sent to get his wife through an agent. Also, Shlich the agent went and found her sitting and weaving. Amalah Gidel said to her, Here's you get. Amalah, she said to him, Zil Harshta, Mia Vesalamacher, go away, I don't want to receive it today. Come back tomorrow to deliver again. Also, Legabe, he went back. To Gidel Bariloi, he went back to the husband, Vamale, and he said to him, he said to him, what happened? Also, Vamale, Bariloi said, Baruch Thank you, Hashem. He does good and does good. Thank you, Hashem. She didn't want to accept again. So, so what do we do now? Could he go the next day and give it again? He never, he never canceled it. But you see, from his expression, he was grateful. Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, Hashem helped, he didn't accept it, I'm not divorced. So he's revealing his intention that he, he doesn't want to divorce. So that's the question. We have an argument. Yeah, he's thanking Hashem, but he never explicitly canceled the, the deal, he never explicitly canceled the agency. So the next day he can still go ahead and he's empowered to divorce the wife. No, He's saying clearly, he's thanking Hashem, meaning he's revealing his state of mind. At that moment, he's thank God. He doesn't want a divorce. He changed his mind. Mm-hmm. So how could he go tomorrow and, 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 and represent him and, and give a divorce? What are they arguing? If you show your intent, if that's enough to nullify, to void again. It's nothing. Revealing your intent... It's not enough to avoid the get. Rabbi says, no, it's enough. In other words, Abayev says, since he's appointed an agent and it was official, if he wants to change it, he has to change it the same way he appointed it. He has to tell her, stop, don't do it. Black and white. Just revealing because, yeah, he's constantly, maybe he's changing his mind every minute. You know, he regrets it, his wife, he doesn't know, but then... So it doesn't mean that's not strong enough legally. Legally, he appointed and it's binding and the mission is on. <laughs> until, until you verbally tell me, no, don't. Just like you verbally appointed me, you have to verbally cancel it. Just explicitly, implicit, implying, I understand that legally that doesn't cut it. That, that doesn't hold any water. Yeah, for the moment, he was happy he wasn't. Mm-hmm. The next day, he's gonna, he's still, if he wants to cancel it, why didn't he say it? Right. He never said it. He doesn't want to cancel it. He says no. Rav says no. Since you're representing the principal, if he, he revealed he doesn't want to divorce her, so what, what, what do you mean you represent her? What are you giving her the gift? At that moment, he said he doesn't want a divorce. He's happy that she didn't get a divorce. He doesn't want a divorce, so there is no divorce. You can't force him to give a get. 
Where do I derive this opinion from? Where do I get this from? Because Rav Sheish just took a get from a certain person against his will. And after they wrote the get, the husband said to the witnesses, we, we already learned yesterday a similar story that um, the five elders, Rabbi Brachana said, the five elders came before, were sitting before Rabbi Yeshim Minusha when a person came and he forced him to give a get. Rabbi Brachana forced this person to give How can you force him? Again, it has to be willingly. Because by law, he was obligated to divorce. And he didn't want to. When you force someone to follow the Jewish law, then, and he says, he consents, he agrees, then it's, it's, we say that he agrees. It's the Yetzirah is telling him not to, but he, he really wants to do what the Torah says. And then he told him to go hide so he can't cancel it. So this case was a similar case. He forced a person to give a get because by law he was obligated to divorce his wife. He just, he just, he just refused to. And uh, after they wrote the get, the husband said to the witnesses, <clears throat> that the get should be void. Rapsheshes required him to write another get. Even though he didn't say that he voided the get. He said Rav Sheish is the clear void. So the fact that he's telling them, Rav Sheish said it's void, he's telling them, he's indicating that that's what he wishes. He wishes the get to be void. doesn't want to give a get. So he said, Rav Sheish said the get is void. Because the moment he said that, he canceled it. He showed, he indicated his true intentions. Here they forced him until he says, I agree. But then by telling them, Rav Sheish said that it's no good, he's telling them that that's what he's hoping for. He doesn't want to. So therefore, the, the, the mission is over. The get is void. He had to write another get. Why did he force him to write another get? Because if you remember, we learned two days ago, we had an argument. When he cancels it, Rav Nachman Rav if he cancels it, does he have to write another get or he just cancels the mission? He can use the same get. Rav Nachman says he can use, he can use the same get. Rav Sheshit says no. You have to cancel the whole thing. You need a new get. Rav Sheshit was consistent. Since he nullified it, he indicated his intention. He was not interested in giving a get. He took back. He retracted his consent. So therefore, you have to write a new get. Nachman learned. Uh, so, so Rav said, I learned from Rav Sheshit that indication is good enough. Even though you verbally consented, you don't have to verbally undo it. Even just revealing a glimpse of what's going on inside of you, that you, your inner thoughts, your inner wish and desires, that's enough. Rabbi, how will Abaya respond? Rav Sheshes was a voider of people's gitin. In other words, he didn't even reveal his re- revelation is not a revelation because what he said was nonsense. He said, he told the witnesses, Abshashis canceled again. Abshashis has the power to cancel again. Only the husband can cancel again. The husband gives the get and he cancels again. What does Abshashis go? So whatever he was, he was hacking in China. It never happened. It could never happen. 
So why why did Avshayshes require them to write another get? Because Eo Butler, what happened was that he did he did cancel it. You can't say even according to Yudava, you can't consider that in the a revelation of, inte- of of intention. It was some nonsense. He was some hacking. So the, the must what must have happened is he actually cancelled. He made a bitl. He told the witnesses, "I don't want to. I'm cancelling." That's why Rav Sheshes required him to write another get. Eo Butler. Why did he say it in such a way? And why did Kamalachi? Mishum, Mishum Daphne. He said it. Why did he say that Avshesh is instructed? Because of his, his police, his goons, his enforcers. They would beat him by avoiding the gets. He says, you know, I'm avoiding the get, and Avshesh himself avoided the get. It was a lie. So, so to, to cover himself, they shouldn't beat him up. Because here he just coerced him to give him a get, to follow the law. And now he's coming out of the court, he makes two witnesses, he tells the witness, and then he tells them, I'm canceling it. He's playing games, they're going to beat him up. So he's gonna, that's why he made up a bubba mice, he said, uh, you know, oh, Rav Sheshis himself changed his mind, he said, cancel it. <laughs> but it, but it, so that, that, to cover him, why he's actually canceling it? So it was his actual cancellation. Yeah, true, he's hacking in Chinik and it's just nonsense. But by saying such an outrageous lie, mm-hmm. isn't that enough to reveal, according to, according to Rava, that's enough to reveal that he doesn't want this to get. He's being forced into it. He said yes because he was forced to, but he's revealing his true intent. I have no intention of giving a get. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. I'm just afraid to nullify it. Because they're going to beat me up if I nullify it. Yeah, they just force me to say yes. Well, I'm going to cancel it. So you're saying, oh, Rav Sheshis wants to, wants to nullify it. But well, it really means saying, I'm not interested. I agreed, but I didn't really agree. I, I, I just said I agreed because I was forced to, but really I don't agree. That's how Rav understood Where did the chips fall here? Abai understood it differently. So that's how Abai, Rav understood. Rav understood that he's telling them... He's revealing by speaking such nonsense means obviously Rav Sheish has never said that because it's nonsense. It means he's revealing where his mind is at. That even though he agreed, he's saying he doesn't agree. Which is what it was in the first place. Yeah, and that's why that's why. He, but he never canceled. He wouldn't come out and cancel it because Rav Sheish is, But Abai answers no. Abai says he never said I don't want to. What's he saying? He's saying Rav Sheish is canceled. No, the page is canceled, not I canceled it. So it's not a revelation. He never canceled anything. I'm not saying anything. I already agreed to it. What can I do? The page is canceled. So it's not a revelation of his mind. He's not saying anything. He's saying the page is for whatever reason canceled. Not that I canceled it. So it's not even a revelation of his claim. So you must say that he did cancel it. And because he cancelled it, he was afraid to get beaten up because he's going against the. Uh, right. Rav just forced him to give a get, and now he's backing out. They're going to beat him up. In those days, there was no, no monkey business. They beat him into submission. Uh, so he, therefore, he's covering it up, and he made up a Baba Maise. Rav Sheshis himself backed out, and that's why I'm cancelled. Because Rav Sheshis can't cancel not, He's not the husband. Rav that's what he wants. Rav took back his, his ruling. First, he forced me to give a get because he said you have to give a get, and Avshaysha took it back and he cancelled it. That's why I'm cancelling the get. So, revelation itself, so don't bring me any proof from Avshaysha. 
Rabbiya, but Rabbiya still didn't bring a source. Where do I get that revelation is not enough? It's logical. It, it, what if he does reveal his opinion? Rabbiya is arguing in this case he never revealed his personal opinion. He, he threw it on Nafshashis. But what if he does reveal his true opinion? As in the previous case, he said, Baruch HaToyvah thank God she didn't accept the get. So why would Abayah say it's the get is still on? He reveals he doesn't want to give yet. He changes his mind. So he must have said, Abayah. Abayah said, Minam Minila. Where do I know? What's my source? The my opinion? That once you verbally appoint, you need to verbally cancel it. Only verbally. It's not enough just to reveal. Rabbi Huda took a get from the son-in-law of Rabbi Yirmiya that was, he forced him he forced him to take witnesses commission witnesses to compose and deliver a get because again by law he had to he didn't want to and he forced him to give a get to, to follow the halach but the husband voided it before he delivered it to his wife he went ahead and he wrote it he witnesses he wrote a get send an agent and then he cancelled it again who extracted a get from him Again, a butler. Again, he voted again. Had a ton of Ashley Akarche. Then Abuud again extracted get from him against his will. Amalu Lasadi and Abuud said to the witnesses, "I see a kari Put silver girds in your ears and write the get, so you can't hear him. <laughs> so if he comes, he comes another time, a third time, and tries to cancel it. You don't hear. I'm sorry. I'm hard of hearing. I, I can't hear. What did you say? if you're going to say like another argues that revealing a state of mind is enough to cancel the get what does it help to put, to put silver girds to stuff your ears <laughs> not to hear you see he's chasing after you and he's yelling at you and his face is turning red I can't hear what difference does it make you know exactly what's going on he wants to cancel it how can I continue with the mission and give it again? It's like a proof that once you verbally accept, you can't undo it legally unless you verbally undo it. Well, how would Rafa respond to that, to this incident? The reason why he's chasing after them, be vigorous to give it again promptly. The pain of that person should come to an end. Maybe he's running after them because having forced him to give a get. Once, twice, three times. So he says, I, I want to get this rabbi off my back. Please, I'm chasing after them. Please make sure, I'm yelling. I can't hear what you're saying, but surely you must be saying, do the job so I can get this rabbi off my back so I can breathe. Give her the get already. Enough with this pressure. Possible. <laughs> I can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what he said. So, so it has to be a clear intent. Here, there's no clear intent. I can interpret it this way. I can interpret it this way. Maybe he's chasing after me. He's turning red and purple and green because he wants to stop it. Maybe he's turning red and green and purple. He's chasing after me. He wants to encourage it. Go faster. What's taking you so long? <laughs> so it's not clear. It's not clear what his intent is. I, I hear his mouth moving and he's saying, telling me something. I can't hear it. So even though it is clear, you just listen to what he says, you'll know exactly what he's saying. But I can't hear, so I don't know what his intent is. So to the witnesses, it's not clear.
The law follows Abaya. This is one of the exceptions. Yal Kagam. Usually the law always follows Rabba. The Gimel. Kagam. The Gimel is Gilidas. Gilidas by Gets does not help. You verbally appoint it. The only way to cancel it is by verbally canceling Which really in that story makes a lot more sense. I mean, Rabba's reasoning is a little... Uh, since my hair is stuffed with cotton... And the running itself could be interpreted differently, but we all know what that running is. Just read his lips. He's yelling, stop, don't, I cancel it, obviously. But because I can't hear, it's just like, it's like, uh, so it seems that incident was that even though he cancels it, since it's, I can't hear, and you appointed me verbally, unless I hear a verbal, a verbal cancellation, it doesn't, it's still on. Yeah, you don't have the power to cancel. But Abaye, Abaye says, I'll bring another proof to my opinion. There's a person who said to the witnesses, If I don't come back here within 30 days, then it's a valid get. In other words, he gave her a get, but it was conditional. That the get will only take effect if he doesn't return within 30 days. But if he returns within 30 days, then the get is, is not valid. Also, he came back in the 30th day, but the river blocked him. He couldn't, he couldn't, he tried to come, but there was a swelling river. He said to them, he yelled out from across the river, see that I came, see that I came, I want to cancel the get, I want to make, I'm trying to fulfill my condition. Shmuel says that uh, there's no anus by git. Since he didn't return, the bottom line is he didn't return, so the get is in effect. I, even though he's clearly indicating, he's, you see his indication. He made a condition, you see clearly he doesn't want to give a get. So what does it help? Yeah, technically I didn't show up. But he's saying if I if I fulfill my condition, then if if I if I show up, then there's no get. But by yelling that I'm trying to show up, I'm trying to cancel the get, he's telling you I want to cancel the get. So how could you give her a get when at the moment you give it to her? He says clearly I don't want to give her a get. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, he gives it to her anyway. Because he can't undo it. What's done is done. It has to be the same commensurate. You gave her a get physically. You have to physically fulfill the condition. You didn't physically condition, even though you reveal your intent. Legally, it doesn't, it's not binding. Mm-hmm. How is Rabbi going to counter it? Rabbi will tell you, The husband means to avoid the get. He's coming to fulfill his condition. He said, my condition is, if I come within 30 days, then the get is not valid. So he was trying to fulfill that condition. And he didn't. The bottom line is, he didn't fulfill his condition. So the get is good. No one is stopping him. If he wanted to be about to get, he could have said. He yelled out that his wife can hear, the agents can hear. I'm canceling the get. I'm canceling your mission. He didn't say that. The get is on. He just said, that I'm trying to fulfill the condition, but I can't. The water is swelling, but I, w- I wish to. And that didn't happen. Rashi says, Rashi explains, Rav is saying 
He's not coming to cancel the get by canceling it. That he could do. He's not. He thinks that he can render the get ineffective by fulfilling that condition. If he comes within 30 days, then the get becomes ineffective. And he's trying. He's trying to cross the river. So he's yelling at them, see, I'm trying to cross the river. So he's trying to make the get ineffective through, through, through the condition. Not by outright canceling the get. He doesn't want to cancel the get. He just wants to fulfill the condition. He's very narrow, very restrictive. He's going to render the get ineffective by fulfilling the condition. So in his mind, I'm trying, he's yelling, I'm trying to fulfill the condition. Well, you didn't. You didn't do the condition. So therefore, the get is still valid. That's a rubber's counter. Gemara says, There was a person who betrothed the woman. And, and he gave her a conditional get. And he said, If I don't complete the marriage within 30 days, because it was a separation between betrothal and the chuppah actually moving in together. Today we do it simultaneously under the chuppah, we do both together. But then there was a separation. So if he wants to, he gives a betrothal. But he wants the guarantee that he's going to close the deal. He's not one of these people who start things and never end it. He's going to close the deal. So he tells the witnesses, he writes a divorce, and tells the witnesses of the divorce, if I don't complete the marriage in 30 days, then the get is valid. Then she's free. She's free. I'm not going to bind her. When 30 days came, he said to her, he said, he said to the witnesses, I'm busy preparing for the wedding feast. I'm doing my best. Told as soon as possible, but uh, you know, 30 days, we're going to get the photographers and the whole, uh, invitations, the flower arrangements. I, I thought it would take 30 days, but there's too much. I need more time. I'm not ready. In other words, there's circumstances beyond my control. I, I want to do, close the deal in 30 days. I'm doing everything that's humanly possible. But I can't. So therefore he's telling them that the get, the get should not be affected. I only meant if, if I'm reneging on the deal. If I promised her to get married, to consummate, and then I'm schlepping, schlepping along, then there's a divorce. But I'm doing everything in my power to close the deal, to do it as quickly as I can. It's just taking a little longer. So please, there's no get. What should we be concerned? Mm-hmm. If you're going to say it was an oinus, it was uncontrollable circumstances. That's why you're here. And. So, doesn't matter. By gitten, we already established there's no oinus. You give a get, and you make a condition, and you don't fulfill the condition. Technically, it doesn't matter, it wasn't your fault. You couldn't circumstance beyond control. You wanted to fulfill the condition. It doesn't matter. You didn't fulfill the condition. Then the get kicks in. The get is valid. So what's the question? If you're going to say, because he's revealing his mind, and Rav says, he's revealing, he doesn't want to give a get. Rav says, revelation, revealing his state of mind is enough. Look at the Bible, Rav. This dog with the Bible, Rav. According to Abaya, it doesn't help. Revealing his state of mind doesn't mean anything. Legally, it has no way. And the law is like Abaya. So therefore, according to Abaya, either way, the get, we follow Abaya, and, and if it's Oynus, we get, either way, the get takes place. 
Tough luck. What a short marriage. Who the Amaluhu, a similar case, a person who betrothed his wife. The guarantee that he's going to conclude the deal quickly. He gave her a conditional get and said to the witnesses, If I don't complete all the marriage preparations, if we don't get married, close the deal, move in, have the chuppah by the shchidosh, the get is bad. The get is valid and I'm divorced. And she's free. He tells the witnesses, I meant, I thought, I said, mm-hmm. that's why I, I'm not ready. I, I, made a, I made a mistake. In other words, I, I made, I forgot. In my mind, I thought, I promised, and I'm doing everything I can to finish. Bad memory of early Alzheimer's. <laughs> so I thought, so it was a mistake. It's not that I'm delaying because I don't want to get married, I don't want to close the deal. I'm doing everything in my power to close the deal. But circumstances beyond my control, I have a very faulty memory. A patient comes to the doctor and says, uh, Doctor, I have, I have a bad memory. What should I do? He says, Pay your bill. <laughs> Why should we be concerned that it's not a good gift? already established. Mul said there's no einus It Doesn't matter. Certain sense we are. The bottom line is you didn't fulfill the condition. You said other and you weren't ready. So she's divorced. It's clear his intent that he doesn't want to divorce her. Doesn't matter. Put the bayi and the law follows up The mother says Allah follows Nachman and Allah follows. The view of Nachman. And Allah follows the opinion of Nachmani Abaya. So Nachman and Nachman are the two rulings of Nachman that we follow Rebbe in both cases. And we follow Nachmani Abaya. This is one of the exceptions, the Al Kagam, that we follow Abaya, that Gilui Milsa Baget does not count. If you legally, verbally appoint, also, the only way to undo it is by legally announcing. Why was Abaya called Nachmeni? Because he was an orphan. Abaya was an orphan. He was raised by Rabbi Ban Nachmeni, famous Rabbi. So he, he named Abaya in his father's name. He used to call him Nachmeni, his adopted son, like Abaya was his adopted son. And Rabbi, the famous Rabbi, was Rabbi Nachmeni, he would call Abaya by his father's name. Abaya was actually a nephew, was Rabbi's nephew, mm-hmm. and his name was Nachmeni. After that was his his grandfather, his paternal grandfather, his paternal grandfather. He had Rabbi Bar Nachmeni. That was that was it was, it was his nephew. So Nachmeni was was Abaya's grandfather. He was named after his grandfather. But Rabbi, out of respect, didn't want to call Abaya by his name Nachmeni, calling his father's name. It's disrespectful. So therefore, he called young Nachmeni Abaya. Abaya is an acronym, is, is, is Abba, for my father, like Abba, Abaya, in, in Aramaic. So he became known as Abaya. Others say Abaya, because Abaya is an acronym for Asher Becho Yeruchim Yasim. It says in Eshea, for in you, the fatherless find mercy, in Hashem, Asher Becho Yeruchim Yasim. 
the yasim, the orphan, finds mercy. So it's a, that's why he called him Abaya. And the other ruling of Ram Nachman, that uh, a get requires no more than a quart of two. Usually a get, when you mavatl a get in the early days, before Ram Gamliel made the enactment, or after the fact, according to Ram Nachman, the follow-up, follow like Rebbe, after the fact, it's, it's effective. So usually you need a quart of three. But here it's just to reveal, your, your, to say that you're canceling the get. For that, even two is enough. And the other ruling of Nachman, that in both cases we follow Rebbe, not like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. Mm-hmm. Next mission is Akdelik Mishnah, very shayna. In the beginning, when they used to write again, they would change the husband's name and the wife's name. He had one name at home, another name abroad. So when they would write again, the name, using the name in the place where the get was written, they didn't worry about the other name. So let's say, so whatever name, let's say he had one name in, the, in Israel, another name abroad. So it depends where the get was written. If the get was written in Israel, he would use his name, he was known in Israel. And if we do abroad, he would use the name that he was known abroad. Because the people abroad wouldn't recognize him if he used the name that was used in Israel, and vice versa. And the same is with the wife. So even though you have to have the, the name right, but, but this is valid, because in this place where the get was written, this is his name. It's exactly referring specifically to him. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that the wife receives the get in the place where he's known in a different name. The name is still valid. Because what matters is where it's written. At the time it's written, where it's written, the husband is known as this name. Even though she, she's abroad, he sends it abroad, and, and Israel, they don't recognize him as his name, but, but in the place where it was written, that's him. Why would he change his name? Because he changed his name, he's running away, he's a refugee, or, you know, he has to change his name to protect himself. You know, people are, people are, are, are persecuting him, so he goes into the witness protection program and changes his name, whatever. They would change the name of the city and the name of her city. Get has to mention, the get mentions where they live, where the husband lives and where the wife lives. So what if the city has many names? Different places are referred to, they have different names. Right, Kirizarba, Hebron. Some places refer to Hebron, some places refer to as Kiris Harba. So you can use the name where the get is written, how the city is known where the get is written. Some say no, you only have to write the name where they're living now. But what if everyone knows him, knows this person as being from this city? Everyone recognized him as a so-and-so from, from New York. And he moved, he moved to Chicago. They don't know he moved to Chicago. And you're right, you're putting his name and he lives in Chicago. So that's fine. You follow, the, so it's, you're changing the name that he's known and you're using the name where he's living now. So that's how they used to write it in, in the beginning. His enacted. She should write, Ish 
בכל שום שיש לו. They don't know he has two names. So therefore you mention all the names. This is bring that some that say that this is the language. The mission is telling us this you use this precise language. A name and any name that he has, indicating he may have other names. Mm-hmm. He says, no, he means he's just telling us you have to write down every name. You have to spell out the names that he actually has. What's the tikkunilam? Because if the children, you know, you shouldn't say later on the children are bastards, because she's gonna produce the get. And he says, well, who's this get from? He's not your husband. Oh, that's my husband's other name. What name? We know him as so and so. You got a you got a stranger to write you a get. Very nice. The Benatam's issue is he can't, if you're going to write in every get his name and any name that he may have, you're not helping him because on the country you're going to ruin them. What if he only has one name? She's going to produce the get, and they're going to say it says in the get so and so with any name that he has. It can't be this can't be your husband. Your husband doesn't have any other name. Mm-hmm. That's why he says he means any name that he actually has, if he has an extra name. So you write both names, Yosef and Schmetel, you know, or his nickname, Yosef and Jeff, or whatever. The people of, from abroad, from the diaspora, send the following inquiry to Rabbi Gamliel, in Israel. They asked him, they sent him the following question. People who come from Israel to here, to diaspora, and they change their name. Shmo Yosef, his original name in Israel was Yosef. He moved to Babylonia, and they called him Yechnan, they called him Yechnan. Or Yechnan's name was Yechnan, and they called him Yechnan. Heich Megarshan is saying, how could they divorce their wives? People won't recognize the names. Mm-hmm. Based on their inquiry and their questions. In other words, this came up, it became a practical question. Till then, it was never a question. People had the same name, but now suddenly people were changing their names. It became a whole new issue. I'm real inactive. You should write the name and any other name that he has, write all the names. To avoid this problem. Amravashavashi says, Who this Hazi Bhutrishme only applies if it's established that he has two names. You only have to reference the other names only that the person goes by 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 alternative names. If we don't know he has names you don't have to assume, you don't have to list, you only list the names, which is not. You don't have to worry that maybe he has an alternate name. And you, don't have to, you don't have to look into it, that's what he's saying. You don't have to do, uh, send in a detective and do an investigation. You, don't have the other you, you just go by what you know. If we happen to know that, yeah, we know that he also, in business he has another name, he uses another name. You don't have to do a title search or a name search. Right? Turns out you only wrote one name because we only knew he has one name. 
it turns out he has another name it doesn't matter the get is valid because we wrote the name that we know Somebody, Rabbi Loz, so he says, "I'm related to Rabbi Loz." Rabbi Ashi, Rabbi said to Rabbi Ashi, "Somebody, Rabbi Loz, the Kamei Kabbos." Somebody, Rabbi Loz, agree with you that they only have to write another name if we know that he has another name. Can the Kabbos Rabbi Loz write accordingly? Or you should not from here to wives after we have to go one wife in Yehuda, one wife in Gol. Belosh nishemus niya two names after the rabbi gol. You two different names, <laughs> two different identities, <laughs> two families. You're the family. Maybe she didn't know about him. Maybe she didn't know about the other wife. And he divorced his wife in Yehuda with his name in Yehuda. He divorced the wife from Galil using the the name of Galil. She's not divorced. He has to use both names. In Yehuda, he has to use also his name of Galil, and in Galil, he also has to use the name of Yehuda. And it doesn't matter one wife or two wives. He's just he's just using an example. The Braise concludes if he if he went to another place, not in Judah, not in Judea, not in in the Galilee. The gate is and he divorced either wife, using only one of his names, Mugudesha. She is divorced. But you said Shame the Galilee. Together with his the name of Galil. Why is one name enough? You said you have to have, you have to use both names. How could you say that it's a it's a valid get? It's two talking about two different cases. If we know that he has two names, then you must write both names. Otherwise, the get is not valid. Here we're talking about a case we don't know. He didn't know. We only knew he went to a different place. We only know one name. We don't know that he has two names. And it turns out he has two names. Then it said. Then we say it's valid. Shmami not's a proof. So Rav Ashi's distinction is correct. The Huda is chazik, and like Rav Mari and Abelaza said, only if we know for certain. Imari says Huda Karele, Karele Miriam, who's a woman who was called Miriam. Everyone knew her as Miriam. Who put the Sara? Some refer to as Sara. So Amri Nadoi Nadoi Rabbi said again has to read Miriam. Miriam, the Cholshum Sheyeshla, and every name that she has. The Loi Sada of Cholshum Sheyeshla, not Sada in every name. You have to use the primary name. Most people, majority of people, know her as Miriam. That's her primary name. And add all the other nicknames that she has. Yeah, this is one of the areas that the rabbi really has to. Uh, he earns he earns his money <laughs> to know this halachas and the names and all the names and the proper names and the proper spelling of the names. This is this is this is crux difficulty of writing again, knowing. Yeah. Next mission is Mishnah. Since we learn two enactments, Gamliel Azakna, Gamliel the Elder, made in the case of Gittin. 
for the for the for the benefit of, of society that the husband can't can't cancel the get only in front of the agent personally in front of the wife and the enactment that you have to write the name and any name that he has the mother the mission now tells us other enactments and that we'll made for the benefit of society in the law says, Allah says, the original law says, a widow can't collect a ksuva. Right? The husband dies and she has to collect from the estate. But that's at the expense of the orphans. So she can't collect it only with an oath. He has to swear the husband never paid a ksuva. Maybe between them he left the money somewhere. He left her a whole, a whole, a whole safe full of money and jewelry. So, she, so they have to swear that the, the father... Their father, her husband, never, never t- took care of the ksuba, never paid the ksuba, and therefore she then she only then could she collect it from the property, take it away from the orphans. But nimnumalashbiya later years, the courts would refrain from allowing her to swear. Why? I'll explain why the courts did not want to make her swear. So then she wasn't able to collect the ksuba. The elder enacted she should make a vow, whatever they wish. Instead of swearing, she didn't receive payment. She should make a vow that something will be prohibited to her if she did receive payment. Whatever reason they didn't administer an oath doesn't apply to a vow. They'll take a vow. I'll never, I'll never eat cake again. The rest of my life, if 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 my husband did pay me, and I'm lying to you. You would think that tragedies bring families together. Tragedy, death. One would think, but sometimes it just exacerbates the friction and the fights and the emotions and the and the, the jealousies and you're taking more money and you got a bigger estate and you got a bigger piece and a bigger portion of the gay books of us so they would they would minister uh, not a swearing but an oath the gay books of us and she would collect the ksub and there's also a decree that he made that witnesses should sign and again even though the law follows Rabbi the that what is the criteria of a get? What makes the get? It's the witnesses that see the husband handing the get over to the wife. But he made an enactment. We made an enactment that don't give the get unless it's signed. Don't rely just on the witnesses who were present. They take an elam because again, what if the witnesses are gone? You know, they look, and then he's going to say, "I never gave you a get." So then you'll be able to authenticate the witnesses that are signed on the document. They take an elam. The hillel is improvable, and hillel and hillel enacted a improvable take an elam. People stop lending people because uh, Shavias, the sabbatical year, would cancel all the debts. So he made he made a principle that they can collect they can collect the debt. As the why does the Mishnah specify a case of a widow? Anyone, any creditor that comes to collect from the orphans has to swear. Look, I'm alone. We have a rule. 
Because the assignment, the orphans don't know, don't know what hit them. They don't know anything. Maybe, maybe our father already paid you the loan. Why should you steal and take away our estate, take away the real estate from us? So you have to swear. So why only in Ammana? Why does the mission say in Ammana? The enactment is it's an enactment that everyone. He has to teach me a novelty that even an Ammana also has to swear. Why? Because I would think. We continue. I would think for the sake of enhancing her attractiveness that she should be eligible and marriageable. If she has property, if she has a ksuva, people are going to jump on her. Ah, a rich widow. So therefore, we should make it easier for her. She shouldn't have to swear. Usually everyone does have to swear, but maybe in this case the rabbi should be should relax this requirement, make it uh, make it easier for Kamashrullah. No, it's very nice. But what's overriding is the care and the concern for the young for the orphans. And therefore she can't collect the ksuva unless she swears. Just like anyone else. To be continued, good